My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. Expedition 1. Delayed. Journal entry. 1 plus 1 equals 3. This is an extract from Charles Eisenstein's essay. The original purpose of religion was to bring sacredness to life. Imagine a time, whether prehistorical or transhistorical, when human beings lived moment to moment in the presence of the sacred. Religion was unnecessary. There was no separation between spirituality and life, no distinction between the sacred and the mundane, no division of the godly and the worldly. When we lost the ongoing and immediate sense of sacredness, we needed religion to bring it back. Religion, after all, means that which renews our connection. That which renews our connection. And then suddenly it was the day of the first expedition. I had dragged my feet enough. It was time to gear up and go. Taking my lessons from my time in the tree, I knew the key was just to start. Cut the crap and start. Get my sleeping bag and bedroll into the back of Wilfred the Willie's Jeep. Grab my rifle, gas cooker, coffee pot and go. I was done planning. It was time for action. But when I woke, it was raining. My plan had been to go out to a beautiful rocky outcrop called Southern Cross Corpies. This would be my first sacred site. In South Africa, a kopi is a small hill. The kopi is a part of a perfect east-west band of granite in front of a beautiful dry riverbed called the Manyaleti, or the River of Stars. Although the kopi has only a small elevation, as you ascend it, suddenly you find yourself up above the African felt. A huge expanse of wild land unfolds below you. The sun rises perfectly to your east and sets directly to your west, placing you at the center of some cosmic scale. We are four days from the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, or the longest night. From atop the hill, if a leopard calls down in the riverbed below, the rasping sound echoes against the rocks where you sleep, creating the feeling of the leopard spirit somehow all around you. <coughs> the hill has also had many leopards' den up there amongst the rocks. So as you ascend, you must ascend with caution, stepping and then stopping to listen, and then stepping and stopping to listen again. On the southern end of the hill is an almost perfectly flat rock where one can lay a sleeping mat and make a fire. There are a few mountain aloes that adorn the hill, like spiny alien visitors to keep you company in the shadows of the fire. 
I once camped on the hill with three young men, all from different cities around the world. They stayed awake all night, as you do in your early twenties, tending to the fire, their shadows dancing against the ancient rock walls as I slept nearby. All night they talked about nothing in particular, on guard around a fire in a way that was immediately and fundamentally important to them. It was as if something in that young masculine psyche knew they must tend the fire. Being awake by a fire in the wild has its own kind of magic. The feeling that you are one acquainted with the night. As if you might be the only person awake in the world. The primal understanding that your watch makes those who sleep safe. The feeling of being incredibly close to life as a branch snaps under wild feet somewhere out there in the dark beyond the firelight. Sure. If I could wish one sacred gift for you, it's that you sit a vigil one night around a fire under the stars in a wild place. Here's a strange thing. On the many retreats I have run, after a night spent sleeping under the stars, the group awakens differently. Having kept watch for each other, they are now bonded in a way that all the previous nights of the retreat in the camp could not produce. You see... On that night, out there on the ground, as they slept, they surrendered to the person on watch. While the person on watch took up the responsibility for the others. This is a dance in a place of real consequence. A place where a hyena could drag you off in your sleeping bag. This made life real. And with it, the group created a shared bonding pattern centered around trust. The group was literally creating safety for each other. In ceremony work, each person brought their individual presence to the ceremony. Together, that created a shared energy field. And it was that shared energy field of presence that had an intelligence beyond each individual. If you added plant medicines to that, it amplified the energy into an equation-defying space where each person was held by something greater that they created together. And that was where healing happened. Without anyone trying to do it, healing constellated in that shared field. The shared presence itself was sacred. I once heard the great shaman Bruce Springsteen say that in great love and rock and roll, one and one should equal three. Now Springsteen is a man who understands the sacred. The sacred is anywhere the algorithm is disrupted by an intangible force we can't quite understand. And that's where you will find the mystic, where one and one equals three somehow. Personally, I've always been interested in X-Factor. Charisma literally means a divinely conferred power. Charisma, a divinely conferred power. What I'm saying is that the sacred does not have to mean sage or earnest chanting. We must make it present in the daily. The sacred is the energy that gets an exhausted mother out of bed to tend to her child. 
It's an energy that comes from somewhere else to animate us. I'm asking you as I ask myself, where are you touched by a divinely conferred power? Where in your life does one plus one equal three? Who are the people who elevate the equation around you? And can you or I become the one that makes threes wherever we go? I remember when I first started speaking a lot to large groups, how terribly nervous I would become before the event. Sometimes I would lie, lie awake in an exhausting terror all night. I was obsessive about performing well, until I realized that that obsession made the whole event about me. It made no space for the audience or the medicine of the story to come through. I had to mature into the understanding that what was about to happen before I spoke had very little to do with me, if done well. That led me to the understanding that the question is not how do I find myself. The question should be, what makes me totally forget myself? Where do I disappear into a much bigger unfolding? Where does it not have to be about me? Where are the places it's coming through me? That's the true foundation of service. As a healer or a coach, you basically do your work until your energy field pulls people to you. Now spirit is at work. It doesn't happen until it happens. No marketing or website or client acquisition plan can ever replace a harmonious frequency in your energy field. That's what pulls. And as soon as you have that, you're in a paradox because clients think they're coming to you for guidance and coaching and you know that it's not you at all. I'm thinking about all of this because it's raining. A cold wind is blowing. This time of year should be bone dry. You can probably hear a little bit of the rain on the roof of my bungalow as I record this. On these expeditions, I hope to make one and one equal three. I don't know how to do that consistently, but it seems like exploration worth doing. Traditional outdoor wisdom says, don't launch an expedition into a cold front. So here's the deal. We wait to launch, and as the sun breaks, we go. Thanks for letting me talk this through with you. 4-0, out. This has been another episode of the Track Your Life podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Varty, Twitter at Boyd Varty. Visit Boyd's website at boydvarty.com or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. Please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.